Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what are the five love languages? Did you ever put all of your effort into finding a gift for someone, and their response was disappointment? Have you ever planned a trip with your friend, and they didn't seem happy during the trip? Why does this happen? What is it about communicating love that people do differently? Many people communicate and receive love differently. So, our actions sometimes don't always align with a partner's expectations. Dr. Gary Chapman first introduced the idea of five different love languages back in 1992. Chapman was a marriage counselor, and after decades of listening to couples share how they wanted to receive love, share how they wanted and attempted to provide love, he came up with five distinct love languages. They include words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and gift-giving. These love languages are more than how romantic partners behaviorally dance with one another. They apply to platonic relationships, too. Let's start with words of affirmation. This is about expressing affection and appreciation for your partner, for your friend, through kind words. This might be one of your love languages if you feel good when someone says they appreciate you or your work and that strikes a chord. When someone says, I love you often, and it feels really good to hear. When someone shares encouraging words with you, and you feel emboldened by them. Words of affirmation are great when they're honest and expressed frequently. So if you're having trouble saying them out loud to your partner, put them in writing instead. The actual words don't matter as much as the fact that you're expressing your thoughts and feelings towards this person. For a significant other, this might mean saying to them, I love you, more often, or sending a text during the day letting them know that they're on your mind. For friends, encouraging words might come in the form of a text before an interview, wishing them luck, or complimenting their new outfit choice. Words of affirmation are a great way to maintain and improve close relationships. Here are some more examples. I love you. Our friendship is important to me. Or you are important to me. You got this. Or I believe in you. Your kindness means a lot to me. Or your hard work means a lot to me. And so the next love language is quality time. Quality time is almost the opposite of words of affirmation. Quality time is about appreciating time spent together rather than any words being shared. Someone with this love language might feel most loved when those close to them make an effort to spend undivided time with them. Some signs that quality time might be your love language include waking up each morning and cuddling for a short period before getting out of bed. You want to sit next to each other on the couch and watch movies, TV shows, or read a book, so long as you're together. You want to have dinner each night at the table, regardless of how the day was. Or, 
When you and your partner don't spend enough time, you feel disconnected from them and you're not sure why. By the way, this disconnection also might mean that your libido plummets too. Making a dedicated effort to find time for each other, for someone who has a love language of quality time, does phenomenal things for maintaining a relationship. What defines quality time varies from person to person. Some individuals appreciate a short amount of dedicated relaxation time together at the end of the day, while others prioritize enjoying activities side by side. No matter the activity, quality time necessitates being present and uninterrupted by outside forces. A few examples of how you can express your love through quality time are scheduling a date night every week or every month, no matter how busy you both are, making some time to see your best friend. Whenever you're doing something together or having a conversation, you refrain from pulling out your phone. You turn small things like meeting for lunch once a week or taking post-dinner walks into rituals. And the next love language is a little bit of a PDA love language. It's physical touch. It's crucial to remember here that this refers to appropriate, consensual physical touch, which differs depending upon the situation and relationship you have with the person in question. Those folks with love languages that is physical touch, they're going to feel most connected and feel the most love with others when there is a form of touching involved. If any of the following are true for you, physical touch could be your love language. You begin to feel lonely or disconnected from your partner when they haven't touched you, held your hand, put their arm around you, or put their hand on your leg in a while. You enjoy random kisses from your partner and enjoy hugs from your friend because that's when you feel connected with them. You're comfortable with PDA, enjoy it, and don't mind seeing it performed by others in front of you. The way you touch others obviously depends on your relationship that you have with them. Showing physical affection can happen through small gestures, like the hugging, or a secret handshake, maybe hand-holding or snuggling. If you're in a space where it's appropriate and with someone special, this intimate contact can go further to kissing and sex. Your bounds of physical touch compared to someone else is going to be wide. They're going to be different, and that's okay. Everyone is sitting on a different part of the spectrum. Some of the differences are apparent when we consider the following. You want to kiss your partner hello and goodbye. You're generous with your affection and willing to show it in public areas more than maybe they enjoy. Your preference is to cuddle before and after sleeping, even if while sleeping you separate. You prioritize sex even if it means scheduling it in some manner or fashion. You desire touching even when it's simple, like placing your hand on theirs or holding them close. Let's remind ourselves that consent is the most important thing here with this love language, ensuring everyone is comfortable in the best way to express and receive the love they prefer. If one party does not want to receive or give physical touch, respecting that boundary is a form of love too. And this brings us to acts of service as a love language. This language involves a performance of actions, meaning 
when performing acts of service, you are doing something for the other person that is thoughtful, selfless, and there is zero expectation of anything in return. Acts of service are more than romantic gestures. These actions can be performed for family and friends. You might perform acts of service if this resonates for you. You are happy when your partner does the dishes, folds the laundry, or cleans around the house unsolicited. Your friend is having a bad day and asks you to do something for them. And wanting to help them out and make them feel better, you jump at the opportunity. You are known among friends as the go-to person for the helping hand. These actions are sometimes things that are simple, like making coffee, cooking breakfast in the morning. The actions could be running an errand for a friend, or going to the store when one ingredient is missing for the recipe at dinner. And so the final love language that we now come to is gift giving. If this is your primary love language, then you prefer to receive gifts. You want to give gifts. It means so much more than simply getting stuff. Gift giving is symbolic. It is the care and thought that is put into the gift itself. If any of the following are true, then receiving gifts or gift giving is likely your love language. You put a lot of thought into choosing gifts for other people and almost always hit the mark. Every gift given to your partner is cherished, no matter how small. You feel hurt when someone close to you misses an opportunity to give you a present. It doesn't matter if a gift is big or small. What matters here is the thought that was behind it and that it came from a place of love. Like picking up your significant other's favorite sweets on your way home or surprising them with flowers, even if the flowers aren't the most beautiful in the world. Or buying a shared trinket from a trip with friends or writing cards to your friends with an inside joke. So, how do you identify your love language? We've been sort of alluding to it while describing the different love languages, so let's be clear here, the way you express your love language and what you prefer to receive as a love language sometimes are the same, and sometimes they will be different. Ask yourself a few different questions to identify your love language. Do you like it when someone says, I love you, or shows you authentic praise? Do you like to surprise people with meaningful gifts? Do you like it when your significant other plans trips for just the two of you? Do you want to run errands or do laundry as a way to show affection? Do you like to hold hands when walking or sit close to each other with your significant other? If you're asking yourself what value will be added to your relationships when you ask these questions of yourself, well, do you think that everyone communicates and appreciates you in the same manner? No, of course not. You know that some of your friends love you because you have the same hobbies, while other friends love you because of the history of experiences you share with them. And even your significant other has loved you for different reasons through time. Your partner's love language might not be the same as yours. And when this is the case, 
where a couple has different love languages and the ones that you give are not the same ones that they would prefer to receive, sometimes there are misunderstandings. There might be opportunities to build stronger bonds by identifying the preferred love language. If your partner learns to speak your love language and you theirs, they will feel loved, appreciated, and ultimately happier in the relationship because the love language promotes selflessness. When thinking and acting on love languages, you're ultimately putting the needs of others first. If one partner is keeping a scorecard of love languages, please know that love languages are not a fixer for relationships ripe with disagreements and conflicts. Those need to be resolved on another front. The key to love languages, to open communication, is that you ask your partner what they want to feel, how they want to be heard, how they want to be respected, and how they prefer to be loved. That's what love languages are about. They're about opening up another line of communication. So, what is your love language? What are the things you like to receive? What are the ways in which you most often give your love? What does your significant other prefer to receive or ask of you? And how might you give more of this now or in the future? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.